Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordinverse. What's up, guys? Hi. Welcome back to the damn snack bar. This is episode 158. Ooh. God buys us cheeseburgers. <laughs> now, Joe, what do we have to say about this episode? This episode is ahead of its friggin' time. Incorrect. What we have to say about this episode is, What is love? Maybe don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No, no more. more. Devastated that there was no, Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, in the actual episode. Because that's like the best part of the song. (laughs) (laughs) Beat drop. You're just like, Dark Queen. (laughs) When she goes into, Oh, Isn't it a guy? Oh, true, it is a guy the whole time. Well, he could be a queen too. (laughs) Slay. Okay. He's a fake. Go off queen. (laughs) What were you actually going to say? It's ahead of its time. Yeah. I'm like, okay, the Percival content is... Phenomenal! Don't get me wrong. I freaking love it. But I'm scared because they're jumping into it so hard and so fast that I'm like... The person that's stuff. Yeah, that I'm like, guys, we still have five more seasons. What? What's going to oh, happen? Well. In... No, five more. I refuse. Oh, <laughs> true. Sorry, excuse me. Four more seasons? Like, what's going to happen in the next four I'm just, I'm just nervous. But yeah. I'm like, and I understand that I guess they're like, we got to give the guys something because potentially, it's a lie, but potentially there there won't be four more seasons. Again, that's not true. There definitely will be. But, you know, Rick's erring on the side of caution and just going foot to the floor with this Percivet stuff. And I'm like, no, this is... And I said this while we were watching the episode. I was like, no, this is like 15-year-old love story. I need the 12-year-old love story where you're like nervous to hold each other's hands and, you know, bashful and blushing all the time. That's the shit that I want. But they are still nervous and they are still, like, you know... Walker's too confident. (laughs) But they have this, like, dynamic from, like, Sea of Monsters. Yeah, but not in the first one. Like, but the they whole, kinda do. The whole first book. But here's the thing: when I was reading the whole first book, I didn't get romance vibes at all from either of them, at all. Except, like, okay, the only exception, Tunnel of Love, when she was like, "I'm not going in with you," in the book, she was like, "No, that's cheeky. No, you're not doing that." <laughs> I'm sorry, you didn't get love interest vibes from the second that he saw her and went, "She looks like a princess." But like, but, like, the whole the whole vibe of the book to me was not him. He wasn't thinking about that. He was thinking about, I gotta get my mum back and I gotta not die in the process. And also, my whole world has been fucking flipped upside down. Like, he wasn't at all thinking about building connections with people slash trying to maintain them. Um, did he care what his dad thought in the book? Yeah, he kind of did. That was the driving force. Anywho, I don't know. I'm just I'm just worried that they're rushing the pivotal, you know, relationship moments too soon in the series. I don't think it's too soon because I think oh, that just that means that they can build racing. the... No, I think that that means they can build the tension up later because, you know, it'll be like lovers or like potential lovers to like arch enemies vibes but still friends yeah. like arch enemies squashing the feelings tension back to lovers again 
Yeah, maybe it'll be like they get back to camp and they get teased relentlessly <laughs> to the fact that they're yeah. like squishing it away. Or well, like, they get back to camp and then Percy's just like, oh, right, weren't we, wanna, weren't we gonna go on like a date to the movies? And Abbott's like, the quest is over. Um, <laughs> Everything said <laughs> on the quest can stay on the quest. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. I just, oh. And other thought was Grover, you sneaky little boy, what you doing? <laughs> Which also he adamantly said he was like, I'm not a little boy. I'm twenty four. I was like, You're yeah, all of like so Tell that whole that. like manipulating like smarty pants, sneaky sneaky dialogue from yeah. Grover in the scene was with Aries nice. that we were, you know, flicking back and forth from. Yeah. I also forgot to say this to you. It's the first time that we've like deviated from Percy's point of view because obviously the quest the quest the group has been together mm. this whole time, and so now that they're separated, and when they're not, it's we've... the first time that we're, like, seeing someone else the not only... from, like, Percy's-ish perspective. The only know? other time was when Grove was going to the Cloven Council, but then again, it was cut True, off yeah. before he went there. Exactly. And when Grover was talking to Chiron and Dionysus about the situation oh, after the Cloven Council. Okay, I kind of take it back then. Okay. <laughs> they're all Grover moments. Anyways, what I was going to say was... It's so, like, I have seen so many TikTok, like, comments and videos of people who haven't read the books, <laughs> who are being like, who are being like, absolutely, 100% yes. grope as the trade-off. Guys, you're and right. And I'm like, I'm like, how did we get here? How did <laughs> because, we get here? Because in my head... Grover's being sneaky boy. <laughs> in my head, Grover, absolutely not the trade-off. He's and then I'm like, And then I'm like, on top of that, the people who are just coming to watch the show, you're saying that... Aryan Timhadri is the traitor. You're Have telling you seen me this Aryan kid Timhadri? who was literally Aladdin in the cutest, in the cutest thing ever, who literally took a cape to Disney and was like, "I want to do the Disney logo in a cape." And they I were love like, him. Go ahead. It was his cape from home. Like I'm cheating on it with him. him. You're telling me that rolling in the deep, Aryan oh. is the traitor. <laughs> Can't can't be believing He's that. Such Sorry, a pumpkin. How could you? But How I just love you? that everybody is like. Look at his little horns that he has. Oh, they could the horns and the little ears. Stop they it. could never be evil. He's so adorable. Oh, I never. His jorts. I can't even. The jorts. Freaking jorts. No, but so I just cute. love it because, like, obviously everybody was thirsting over Luke once they saw Luke in the second and third episode. Of course they were. And so I just love that. Like we were almost. We were like, fuck, excuse you with your wee business. Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> Okay, but you agreed with me. You were like, you weren't thirsting, but you went, yeah, we're going to have a lot of Luke apologists in this. Yeah, and they started yeah. early, and I saw edits literally an hour after the episode <laughs> came out, and I was like, hilarious. Fuck you guys. So it mine took three days. No, but so I'm just loving that everybody is like on the train of, like everyone who hasn't read the books is on the train of, oh my god, Luke is too hot to be the traitor. <laughs> and I'm like, so you're saying that instead. Cutie patootie little grovery wovery baby. He's evil. He's the evil. He's fucking kidding me. Excuse you. Yeah, are you kidding me? I'm going to be Honestly. getting apologies from a lot of you. Big time. You know what? Out. They'll probably just double down and dig their heels in, and you'll be like, you'll <laughs> be like, see, she. You'll be like, fine. You keep believing that the one who's trying to save the planet. Yeah, you believe he's the evil one. Poor <laughs> oh, little pumpkin. So Love him, him so much. Fighting against capitalism. Yeah. Wow, I couldn't even say that word. Capitalism. <laughs> no, Capitalism. I saw a lot of relate. Like, I saw a lot of things that I agree with, like tweets. And well, sorry, I saw this tweet that said, and I showed Kate right before we started recording. I was like, this would be a good reference point. That somebody was defending the show's 
um, stance that they're taking that Percy and Annabeth and Grover are all very aware of how terrible the gods are and how much, and they agree with how much they dislike them outright. I disagree with that. I think it should have been, we as the audience should definitely agree with Luke and be like, especially right now in the beginning, and go, yes, the gods are terrible. They're awful. This is ter- This is really bad. But I fully believe that the kids, the 12-year-olds that are going on this quest, should be, the whole point is that they are blindly following the gods. Well, not blindly, that's not the right word. But, like, they're still believing that the gods can be good because they haven't been shown or thrust into these horrible situations until now, but... Oh, I lost my train of thought. I've had... Okay, so I the problem... this so well no, no, before no, no, we started no. recording. The problem oh. with that is, is that, like, a lot of audiences... It was audiences, too soon. I was like... A lot of audiences are not media literate. So, the... So, you saying that, like, the audience should be able to see the red flags that the gods have, but you don't want the characters on the screen to see them. That's basically the crux of what you're saying. Well, it's that Luke sees the red flags, yeah. and so we see both the red flags and then the shrouded red flags. <laughs> yeah. So then the problem with that is that because the show is from Percy, Annabeth, and Grover's perspective, if you wanted to show the red flags, they have to see them. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Because audiences, a lot of audiences, are not media literate, and a really, really great example of that is the Hunger Games series. A really great example of that. Because... Oh the whole point of the show of the shows of the movies coming out is that all the audiences wanted was the love triangle between Peter, Gale and Cavus, right? Yeah. That is the capital's perspective of the games. Yeah. So like And for the movies yeah. that's all that was provided for the books. Exactly. And so like all of the general hype around the movies every time they came out was like what team are you on? Like rah 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 rah, because people <laughs> That's aren't media literate. Seasons amazing. That's because people aren't media literate, right? If you're taking the story as it is, so like you see it, your perspective of what you're watching is the same as the main character most of the time. So that's the problem with like, if you wanted us to see the red flags of the gods, but you didn't want them to see it. The only way that you could do that is if you did the split perspective between Percy's side of it and Luke's side of it. That's the only way you could do that. Mm. I just... Oh, it's a tricky, I know it's a fine it's, line. I know yeah. it's a kid's book, but it's still such a complex book that I wish they brought a bit more complexity to the show. But again, See, I, I am I saying, the opposite way. I think it's too complex at the moment. I think that they need to undercut some of it with the silliness. I also think that. Because if they undercut it with the silliness, then you'd be able to believe a little bit more of the 12-year-old naivety. You wouldn't have the... You know, yeah. The gods are the worst. The family sucks. Rah rah rah. You wouldn't have any. I think each of them. Much of that. You know? I think all three of them. And then on top of that, Clarice and Luke and Chiron and uh, everybody's gone on a really serious speech already yeah. in the show. And I'm like, no, there weren't any serious speeches that I can recall <laughs> from all of the lightning thing was just chaos and just side quests. That's what I mean. Time. It was side quests and silly little jokes. And I'm like, what's the other? Iris, the only ones who's playing the silly little jokes. Oh, excuse no. Annabeth and Percy had their moments in this scene, in this episode, especially when like we're looking at like the scene where they're walking into the park after they've started talking about movies, and Annabeth's there just being like, "Oh my god, cool mechanism!" And Percy's like, "I'm gonna fucking die!" Can you hurry up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but like, okay, but up until that point, the one consistently being the comedic relief has yeah. been 
pretty much only Aaron. I'm like, he's a scene stealer for sure. Oh, I love him so much. Yeah, he's so good. He's so fucking good. Oh, they did an amazing job casting him. <laughs> oh. Guys, keep finding vault videos of him from when he was little. I want to see more of them. I don't want to ruin his career. I want to see more of them. Love. Just the superhero cape one was enough for me to be like, I love this child. I love the Aladdin child. one. I loved him as Aladdin in a play. It was so cute. I was like, this is the best thing. It's the wee act. What was he in on Broadway? He was in something. Was he? Yeah. Oh, guys, pull up those clips. I need them. <laughs> he was in something on Broadway. I think it was during the time he was filming this, but I can't... Don't quote me on that. Can't be sure. Can't be sure. Okay. Anyway. Right. Let's get go into... into yeah, Do you have any emails? We don't, we're not doing those until oh, we okay. get back to the book. <gasps> Do we have any emails, though? I think we have, like, two or three. Yay! I love emails. <laughs> that could mean one. I know we have at least one, definitely. Well, yeah, but I think two or three. Either way, I'm winning. Yay, one email. <laughs> yeah, I have it over there. I love it when people talk to us. I'm like, yay. <laughs> Slay. Okay, so yes, this episode opens up with Grover and Annabeth, you know, on the side of the fucking arch. Arch, yeah. And there's police everywhere and you know, everything burning down. <laughs> they kind of like, like they kind of look like they're under arrest, but no one's really paying attention. <laughs> they to look them. like they're loitering. Yeah, yeah like, oh. but loitering inside where all the policemen are, like yeah. not loitering, you know, past their almost across this boundary line. Almost you know? like they think they're invisible. <laughs> they just walk around. Yeah, so and like, so then Annabeth sees the fates. As um, Grover is like, they're looking at us, but he's talking about the policeman, and she's like, I know, I can see them, and she's talking about the fates. And I am glad that they put the scene with the fates in here, because yeah. that's what I said a couple of episodes ago. I was like, we missed out on having the fates. Like, that's so important. The old ladies with the yarn. Yeah, and I just think it's so interesting that they chose to Good. make it that Annabeth sees the fates rather than Percy. Yeah. I found that so interesting. Because she's the most powerful demigod. Well, I just found it interesting, because, like, to me, the whole point of... Um, Percy seeing the fates at the beginning was that you assume it's the fate of this book, right? But with Annabeth seeing them, it's not called Annabeth Chase and the Olympians, mm. you know, it's called Percy Jackson and the Olympians. So, like, Annabeth seeing the fates, to me, the way that that reads on screen is, someone that that's not loves. a prophecy about this quest. Yeah. So, aka, not a prophecy about this. So, like, I kind of see how it works and why they've done it this way because that's if if that's how other people are taking it, then you're absolutely setting up following seasons. Yeah. You know, because it's like, what if, remember Annabeth's, like, she saw the face, rah, rah, rah. Like, there's that, yeah. you know? This, so, yeah, this is definitely um, forecasting. Foreshadowing. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was an interesting choice. And, yeah, loved that. And then, yeah, I loved that they were like, okay, time to go, we gotta go find Percy. And Annabeth's like, he is alive, I swear it. Yeah. I'm like, slang already. <laughs> Grove was like, yeah, we gotta go find Percy's body and bury it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, but then, that's the, the next part that confused me about that is that they kind of, like, when they were, you know, Arian was, when Grover was looking at the police and she's looking at the fates, they kind of look like because they're in the police area that they're under arrest. So unless, did she have her hat on? I can't remember. No. Unless they're invisible, how the fuck did they get away? 
Because if they're semi under arrest, how did they escape the I torches? Don't, I don't think they were in under order arrest to go find Percy. I don't actually think they were under arrest. They were probably just there as witnesses, but then they sort of just oh, were like, "Oh yeah, true, that makes I'm sense." I'm just bounce. They were like, "Nobody's come to talk to us, so let's just leave." <laughs> Some witnesses. They wouldn't have seen anything because they were inside the arch, but inside the like stairs. Yeah, there were like groups and groups of people around. But yeah, they wouldn't have seen anything with Percy like quote unquote jumping. Yeah, because that guy fell. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he just like fell out. So yeah. I just thought that was very interesting. And then, yeah, they go find um, Percy, and Percy's just doing his casual little, like, jump over the railing, and then he's like, hi! He's like, what's up, guys? That's a good swimmer. And then I was really wanting some, like, Astrid punch you. How dare you do that to me? <gasps> that would have been amazing. Before hugging him, but, or, like, you know, vice versa, hug first and then punch. But, yeah. like, she just did the hug, which in itself, super cute. Loved it. I really wish, yeah, she'd like shaken him or something and been like, ever do that again? Be like, <laughs> sure. Or if Grover had done it, that would have been top tier. Or the so, fact that Joe, the, honestly, that little hug scene, again, what would have made it a little bit more like relationship building is if, sure, Annabeth had hugged him first and then wait a beat and then Grover came in for a group hug. I would have preferred that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Grover come in for the group hug. He's, he's a hugger at heart. Yeah. Like, come but on. I also just loved. Like that, she hugged him as he's in the middle of apologizing for what he did. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm just, I'm, so, I didn't see another way out, and I'm sorry that I like shoved you into the stairwell, and I'm sorry that I like, but I just so figured that my cute. life wasn't worth as much as yours because I'm really <gasps> dying, and like he didn't say that, but like you know that's yeah, what. Yeah, that's what. It's been. And I, yeah, and I love. He that was she like, I was on a ticking time clock. <laughs> she cut him off with a hug, and that was you know just love it so much. Just made yeah. everything amazing, and he was flabbergasted, and he was. Lost for words. Stuttered for mouth. Stuttered for mouth. <laughs> Double sandwich much? Can't think of the phrase. My brain's not working. <laughs> Anywho, he was just, yeah, shell-shocked. Yeah. Couldn't speak. And so then, yeah, they Speechless! They tell Percy that, you know, now they're on the run and they can't go on any, like, trains, planes, or cars, and whatever, because the police are after them. And so he's like, okay, fuck, well, I guess we're walking then. (laughs) And so then they start walking, and, you know, they're asking, like, oh, my God, how did you, like, escape? And he's like, oh, my God, Poseidon saved me. And I was actually really happy because we start to see, like, a little bit more of he's, like, changing his tune a little bit to be like, Poseidon saved me. He actually does care. Yeah, yeah, and I, I liked that that was included in there because the side eye from Adam yeah. was top tier. I was like, poor girl, she's yeah. been worshipping her mother her whole life, and then one tiny thing that she didn't even do wrong, Athena was like, fuck you, you're gonna die now. Yeah. And Percy, who's been cursing his dad from day dot since he found out, yeah. he was like, drop of a hat, beside and saved him. <laughs> the double standard. I do still Grr. wish, I do still wish that it had been Percy coming into his powers in that moment but I understand why they didn't do that because Mm -hmm. the way that the show's going so far it's like he's going to discover and come into his power in the Aries fight I hope so well, because it's he's such a slow. It on his own. It's such a slow, or it's been such a slow, like gradual, you know, encompassing of what he can yeah. do and what he. And he couldn't even breathe underwater until recently, so you know. But like, you know what I mean? Like, so he had the accidental shove Nancy, and then the toilets at camp. That was all he did with the water, though. There was nothing else. Yeah. And then since then, the only thing he's done is, or like until up to this episode, the only thing that he'd done was the arch. 
and that was technically not him that was Poseidon yeah and then it was him because he breathed underwater yeah and so then yeah like the only thing he's intentionally done is breathe underwater at this point so it's super slow we're past the halfway mark so I could Which understand. Keep in mind, it's only been like three days. <laughs> yeah, I could understand why they haven't. This is always a thing. We're always like, oh my god, it's so much less time than you think it is. Like, I can understand why, as a show, they haven't had him be like, oh my god, he's amazing already. Because yes, it is only three days. Yeah, and you want to show that he's like, you know, building up to it. Exactly. So I can, I understand why they didn't do it. You need the realistic. The growth. book purist in me is like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I love seeing all these TikToks of being like Percy Jackson, like original fans. Every time an episode comes out, they've got their book, they've got their notes, they've got their facts, and they're like, "Fucking writing an essay of everything that's different." Yeah, like that scene from Bruce Almighty where he's like, "Love, love, love, love." But yeah, and then yeah, they hear a, a car coming so they hide behind you know a little cement balustrade to let the car go past so that they don't <laughs> the get recognised and as they're sitting down like at the balustrade Annabeth's all quiet and Percy's sitting next to her and Percy's like oh my god Great why are you being like why are you being weird and she's like, like I don't past that yeah and she's like I don't understand what you mean and then he takes him and he goes oh <laughs> you don't have to be weird about her hug you know like you can still be friends friends hug right and she's like shut the fuck up she, was, she literally had to come and be like no everything is about you Percy <laughs> she was like no she was like so hard and she was like no it's about the fates it's totally not because I'm orky <laughs> <laughs> totally not because I'm developing facts <laughs> rid of them and I love how when they're talking about she waits she's amazing. just like she's just like it means I'm preoccupied because it means one of us is going to die. And Percy's like, huh, we all die eventually. <laughs> Everybody She's like, no, soon. Yeah. And then what happens? Somebody doesn't die. <laughs> oh, you were to say, and then what happens? Ares shows up. <laughs> we're still falling. <laughs> but yeah, so Ares shows up and this, like, the shot of their three little heads coming up to it's over so the to look at Ares. There's one point where you can't even see Leah's eyes. <laughs> yeah, I guess all you can see his forehead. That's all you get. I love, that that, little. I love that she admitted in an interview that um, the scene that they were doing on the train, she was in a boost to see Paul because <laughs> she was too short. I was like, that's the cutest thing. <laughs> in a little boost to see. Just I the her up a little bit. Yeah. A little shorty. But yeah, I just love that you can't even see her. Then, like, Aries is saying, just see, like, like, her forehead and a bit of a hairline. Yeah. <laughs> At first, they're like, we don't know who this is, you know, rah, rah, rah. And oh, I, it's interesting to me that, like, the way that they're approaching meeting gods in the wild, because in the in books... The yeah. <laughs> in the books, like, the... When they come across Aries, and when they come across Aphrodite, and when they come across, like, even Mr. D at camp, Mm. There's like a specific otherness about them that you can't put you your finger on. You recognize that there's an off quality. Yeah. Whereas so far in the show, it's more like he's just a guy. <laughs> like there's a rando talking to me. Oh my god, speaking of he's just a guy, Adam Copeland, or I think that's the actor's name who plays Ares, it was all I could focus on. His head is shaped like a C. <laughs> right? His head is shaped like a C because his, his chin like comes out so much, and all I could think of anytime he spoke. Well, any time I saw his side profile, I was like, Hades from the Disney Hercules movie. That's all I can see right now. And he's absolutely This one's different. He's a guy. He's a guy. 
and I was like, it's all I can focus on because I love 80s. Yeah, he's the best. He's so sassy. So yeah, I was laughing yeah. at that. Um, no, but, but yeah, I agree he, with you, is that there was nothing... For all of the gods, we haven't really seen any show of power yet. From yeah. Them. Like, all the gods we've been introduced to, they've all been acting like regular humans. I'm like, no, you need to have... Literally, the whole point of the gods is that they always have this literal glowing aura about them. Yeah. Hades has his fire eyes. Dionysus, is when you, you get him the slightest bit annoyed, gets You mean purple. Ares has fire eyes. What did I say? Hades. Sorry. Ares has fire eyes constantly, and he has to wear sunglasses on purpose, because otherwise people see it. Oh, the sunglasses! Yes. That's what I was forgetting. Yes. And Dionysus, um, if you get him slightly annoyed, his eyes glow purple because he's like fuck off <laughs> like big energy he's and he's like, supposed to wear into a dolphin and there's no water present he's supposed to wear leopard print 24 7 leopard print tracksuit with slides wasn't he wearing a leopard print like kind of safari it's supposed to be a tracksuit that's the problem is it i don't know but i thought it was supposed to be just like a, a really horrid hawaiian shirt because he and Poseidon shop at the same store. <laughs> <laughs> no, Poseidon's supposed to be, yeah, in your wine shirt and Bermuda shorts and fishing, and he's got his fisherman's hat on. And thanks to Chalice of the Gods, Crocs and Socks. <laughs> or oh, Jandals. One yeah, of the two. Jandals works too. Fucking Jandals. The old works, you know. Yeah. I just, I was like, they definitely, well, my whole thing that I was excited and hoping that they would do, kind of like Team Wolf, was when they use their powers, their eyes glow. Oh, and yeah. Like, some kind, something happens to them specifically. It's so funny when you think about it in powers. terms of, like, Teen Wolf, because I've only just, like, thought about it. When I was at uni and I was doing one of my, like, music courses, yeah. um, one of the things <laughs> that we, like, studied, it was a music and pop culture course and we were doing, like, film study. And the thing that we were looking at was music in films, whether it's diegetic or non-diegetic or dietetic, one of those. It means that, like, you can hear it or the characters can hear it, and there's often, like, a, a sound that goes with a specific movement or a specific character and it becomes, like, their theme kind of thing. Yeah. And sometimes the theme doesn't have to stick to one character. It can stick to one characteristic. And yeah. so in Teen Wolf, anytime their eyes glow, there's that sound of, like, a sword being drawn, like, unsheathed. There's that, like, shoo oh. sound. Anytime Is their it eyes every glow, time? Every single time. Oh, we got to rewatch the show! Well, it's that time of year. <laughs> it is. It's a yearly rewatch. We do we rewatch do. Teen Wolf every beginning of every year. <laughs> Unnecessary so. flips. Oh, my God. Shirtless guys, not necessary yeah. flips. Anyway, Let's so you were just saying that. Just in my brain, all I heard was shing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, I glow. Maybe we should look out for that in this show. When does particular, you know, songs come on? Or like sound effects. Oh, anyway. Well, but yeah, so moral of the story the whole point of having godly powers, whether it's for a god or for a demigod, is that yeah. they show, they like have a tell. Kind yeah. of thing, yeah, yeah. You know, before it, when they use them, I do like. I don't like when Percy. Maybe he is just reaching for her, and it just happens to work that way. That's later in the episode. I'll get to it when we get there. All right, yeah. Reaching for her. What powers? I'm thinking. Of. Oh, right. Okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so all I was going to say was when. Ares comes up and they don't recognize him. It takes him giving a little bit of a spiel for them to go, oh! <laughs> and it's not until he goes, oh yeah, you're my cousin or something. Blech. And I fully was like, stop! I know that the whole like family thing doesn't freak is, them out. <laughs> well, it well, 
that. And also, like, that's the arc of the season so far. It's the whole, like, this is the way the gods treat each other and this is their family dynamic. And Echidna said in the previous episode, you know, this is a family story. Like, that kind of, the family thing is being brought up again and again and again. Yeah. Yes, for them. Stop saying it for the demigods. Yeah, don't involve the kids. Because it makes it hard to ship them. It makes it really hard. It makes it really creepy. And I'm also just, I'm interested to know... Because it like, literally know... makes them second, third cousins, yeah. aunties, nieces, I'm... third time removed. But I'm just <laughs> like, like, but then it's also stupid because it's like, well, obviously you have different levels of Olympians because some are parents to other Olympians. Yeah. And so it's like, because Percy is a son of Poseidon, right, a yeah. direct Olympian, mm. but then Athena is a, is a daughter of another Olympian, so she's a level down. Athena is technically on the same level, like, generation-wise as Percy, and then Annabeth is the next one below. Yeah. Right? And so then Percy and Ares are on the same level, and then Annabeth is another... Like, and is so it below. makes Clarice like, and Annabeth on the same level. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, and I and understand they, that that's it why makes Clarice, Annabeth, and Luke on the same level, but Percy and Talia on the same level as Ares and Athena. Yeah, yeah, it's just fucking trippy. And so then I understand why. And that where's Grover? It's all He's twenty four. I understand if, if within that concept why Percy is overpowered because he's on that level of you know Ares yeah. and Athena. But by that extension, Demeter kids should be on that level. Yeah, Aphrodite kids should be on that. Oh level. yeah. I know Hera doesn't have kids, but like Hera kids should be on that level. Hera had Hera sponsored Hera children, yeah, sponsored child. You know they should be on that level. Champions, exactly. Which Jason was gross, and then Hestia's champions also. She should have had a cabin from day one. Just saying, absolutely. She should have just made one and then hidden it from everybody with the (laughs) mist. Just put a hat over the fire. She was like, look, well, you can't see it. Yeah, they'd be but like, yeah. we're building heavens for all the minor gods. She's like, okay, let's remove the mist from around mine. Look, it was there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm confused a little bit as to why Rick is making the family thing for the demigods such a thing in this season. Mm. Because by Red books Red four five, he was starting to step away from that because he was trying to push the whole... Persebeth storyline. And everybody and was so, like, getting eked yeah, out. Yeah, in the first couple of books he was like, yeah, no, we're all related, it's a thing, like, but then by the end of the series he's like, we ignore the DNA because we want to ship them. <laughs> like, and so it's interesting <laughs> to me that... he was like, DNA, God's DNA doesn't count. <laughs> so it's just, like, funny to me that him, like, being on the writer's, like, team, and, like, Becky's there too, and the fact that they're like, yeah, it's still a family story. I'm like, <laughs> like, <"Bleh." laughs> God, sorry, just when you mentioned Becky and, and Rick, it reminded me of what you said before about how they're the representation, like Percibeth is the representation of their relationship. Yeah. So, and you were like, um, Becky is Percy and Rick is Annabeth. Yeah. And so this whole self-insert thing, Rick sees himself as Annabeth in this TV show. Annabeth is being hyped up. So much more than she was in the books. Rick is happy. That's just in my head that Rick is Annabeth and Becky is Percy. That's in my head. Just from that one. Because it's a tribute to their relationship. No, that's just from that one blue milk picture that she posted, and I was like, the only person unhinged enough (laughs) to do that would be Percy. That's the only, you know. But, like, you see what I'm saying? I'm fairly sure that Rick sees himself in Percy. Like, you know. No, humor, he's not weird because, enough. like, humor-wise and, like, you know. Yeah, he does make a lot of fart jokes. <laughs> they are the funniest jokes. Fart jokes are never not funny. 
a butt joke. <laughs> Let me see a what. <laughs> so yeah um and then my favorite shot of the entire episode is just or not even shot because it's like a moving and moving obviously but my, favorite, <laughs> definitely not my favorite like little bit of this episode is as Ares is driving away and he's like meet me at the diner whatever and he like speeds away and all three of them are standing behind this you know cement block and all three of their heads just turn in confusion to watch him like this seriously just happened that is my favourite shot of the whole thing (laughs) just because I was like it's so like ridiculous (laughs) my favourite shot is Grover being a little sneaky manipulative boy in the kit when it's just he and Ares going on and him being like wow so what's your take on that Ares (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I also just find it really funny that he's constantly pushing the yeah I'm 24 <laughs> he's constantly re-reminding everybody I'm older than you think I am yeah he's like I'm literally a senior citizen compared to you <laughs> he's like I'm double your age dumb, dumb your eyes <laughs> then yeah while they're talking i love that annabeth is giving him all the attitude i wish that percy had been give, able to give him some attitude because that's like the whole thing is percy and aries have like beef yeah. i was gonna say yeah the whole point is that because we're constantly well the book is from percy's perspective and so all we ever see is percy being a shitster and annabeth being the mediator <laughs> and grover being cool annabeth has her fair like she does you know, sure but it's fair but turn at it. She's supposed to be the one who's thinking shit through, but it's just like <laughs> respect everybody, and then shit goes your way. Whereas in the in the show, which I do like, are we under arrest? Slay. <laughs> but yeah, her literally being like, fight me, bitch. Leave a fuck what you have to say. I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be damned if I listen to words out of the mouth of a man with an unwashed ass. <laughs> Fuck you, Eric. <laughs> anyway, so then, yeah, they're talking and Adam's giving him all the sass. And just in, like, looks alone, she fully is, like, raising eyebrows at him. And he's like, yeah, hey, stop. <laughs> Side-eye and glare. And he's like, there's no fear in you, is there? And she's like, from you? Fuck no. <laughs> be like... Like, who do you think you're talking to, bitch? Literally, Annabeth is giving off, my mum thinks you're a dickhead, so I think you're a dickhead. <laughs> and he's like, stop! <laughs> he was like, I get enough of this from your mouth! <laughs> <laughs> he 
literally. Yeah, and so then, you know, <laughs> he's, that's right. He thinks about it as, as his niece. He'd be like, "My niece is a bitch." He'd be like, "Yeah, fight me, dude." He's picking on me. Family <laughs> gatherings would be like, "I'm ready." <laughs> a beef with a twelve-year-old. That's you. I do multiple. They suck. Oh um, god. But yeah, so then as they're like talking, and Percy's like. You know, how are we going to get to... we got to get to where we need to be, rah, rah, rah. And Ares is like, look, I will give you transport if you give me this. It's literally that meme where it's like, you receive, I receive, you know. <laughs> um, and they're like, why would we do that? And he's like, because you can't do anything because you're currently on the run. Here's some proof. And it's just Gabe on his phone being like, my Camaro, I mean, my wife, I miss her so much. And Percy's like, I'm going to fucking kill this bitch. Once again, though, we don't hear the phrase smelly gay yeah. use yet. I just feel like we're going to see that as the headline. <laughs> smelly gay speech. No, but like, I mean, Percy doesn't call him like, fucking smelly gay. He doesn't get on that. Bandwagon. Yeah, see, that's the thing, because Grover asks, he's like, who is that? And Percy's what? like, my stepdad. And, like... Grover's supposed to know this! Exactly! Grover would know, because that would have been Rick. the perfect opportunity to say, smelly Gabe, or to have Grover say yeah, smelly Gabe. Yeah, Grover could Because, you know, their that. pre-existing friendship from before Percy knew he was a demigod, <laughs> when they were at a boarding school together, sharing a room and listening to fucking... Kids, but <laughs> who are they listening to? Hillary Duff. Oh, <laughs> absolute slay. Like, you know, he would absolutely know who Smelly Gabe is. Yeah. And so the fact that Percy has to be like my stepdad, we could have just had Didn't easily they just door out of their like, dorm room. <laughs> weren't they? Like, they were, or something. Yeah, say, weren't they like the the ones to go to to get you? Yeah, oh, I love that. It's funny entrepreneur vibes. <laughs> just an underground like. Because you know what it is. Grover has got to pay for university. (laughs) He was like, you can't get these funds running. Yeah. (laughs) Start selling some stuff. Yeah. But I just love that Percy was like, I'm going to fucking kill this bitch. And I'm like, yes, the anger. We need it. Because my headcanon is that Percy's fatal flaw is actually wrath. It is not loyalty. It's wrath. And I need to see this boy unhinged angry. Sure, being loyal kind of sparks it. But like, <laughs> said kindness. No, kind- <laughs> kindness sparks his anger. I guess you're not. You go, you fucking bitch. That means fuck you. You must have an ulterior motive. Dumb right. <laughs> you're like, I'll fucking dare you. Yeah. You'd be like, this has peppermint in it. My favorite was Berry. <laughs> yeah. And then I love that, like, when, you know, they're talking about how they're going to look for the bolt or whatever. Annabeth says to Ares, shouldn't you be out there looking for it? And Ares is like, hmm, don't love. And he literally is like, I don't. I liked the chirping for a second, but when it wasn't about me. That's about me. So fuck you. (laughs) He's like, you're poking holes in my story. Fucking cut it out. But then I love the way that he claps back because he's like, uh, why would I be doing this when you need to be doing this and, like, you're going to fail at this, what, rah, 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 rah. And Percy's like, we're not going to fail because the oracle said X, Y, Z. And Ares claps back with, did she? Or is that what Chiron yeah. said that she meant? Ares, and I was like, response. yes, sow the seeds of not respecting and not trusting anything that anyone who's older than you says to you. Just sow the seeds of doubt. We love it so much. Like, just because, like, shitster to the nth degree. Yeah, especially because, like, they're trusting, at the moment, the trio is trusting Chiron's word, 
and here here Ares is, and he's saying uh, Chiron is immortal, and he has literally lifetimes worth of like knowledge. It's the Dumbledore effect, literally. and he's like, and he was like um, Why don't he... trust this bitch because say, you don't know him and you don't know his ulterior motives. He's a great example. Both he and Dionysus were not planning on telling Percy about his mum. Exactly. And Grover's yeah. there like, I see the injustice. I'm going to tell Percy in a way that pisses you off. He's like, 24? I'm 24. I can do what I want. <laughs> I'm a 24-year-old teenager. I need to get this shit out. Yeah. And then I like that um, Ares then takes this moment to tell them the Kronos story, but in a way that's so Ares. And he's like, everything's fucked. And then he ate his dad. And then he like, rah, rah, rah. And then, you know, chopped him into a million pieces. And that's why our family's fucked. And that's why I love it so much, because it's fucked up. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But I just the way it's that he so true. It. Our family's fucked as well. But it's just like, like well, the it way makes that he said it. Christmas. The way that he said it, I was like, and the way that he was saying it was more like a, this is the way the world is, and war is inevitable, so it doesn't matter if you succeed or fail, because war is Zeus coming. thinks that you're going to fail anyway, and he's just been looking for an excuse to bring on a war, and I'm the war god, so I'm feeding into that, and everyone's getting agitated, and I love it so much, and yeah. that is like... He was like, I finally don't need it again. Well, that's like the underlying part of what is being mm-hmm. said, and that's what Grover's picking up on, and that's why Grover is like, I'm going to ask you a hundred questions, because I read the subtext of what you just said out loud, and nobody else clocked it. And I need answers. Because he's 24 and he's older than that. <laughs> he's got that body pack He's brain. got a more developed brain. Yeah. Percy and Annabeth are too busy being like, fuck you! Whereas Grover's like, wait, what did you say? Percy and Annabeth are too busy being like, fuck you! Wow, cheeseburgers. <laughs> I mean, no! Oh my god, I saw a TikTok that was like, if Grover, his character, was being quintessentially Grover in this episode, he would have been chowing down the whole time. Yeah, well... Chowing down. Cheeseburgers had meat on them, so you wouldn't... Yeah, but he could have had fries. The fries were there. A mountain, a of, mountain of fries. I saw that, I was like, like oh. <laughs> I was like, ew. <laughs> like, it was too much. And there were like ten burgers on the table, and I was like... But I like that Ares was telling Chrono's story. And then, because I also liked it because for once Percy wasn't the one telling the history. And yeah. I was like, good, he needs to not know everything. Because otherwise, if you have a heroine, heroine? He's a boy. If you have a hero who knows everything from the get go, if they know everything from the get go, then there's no hero's journey, which is the whole point of this mm. book. That's the of book of this, you know, this season. It's the hero's journey. And then the series itself is literally like, you know, Along the rise the and exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's much. all a hero's journey. There's ups and downs. Pretty much. And so I liked, yeah, I liked that Ares was telling it. And it was also in this scene that I realized we didn't have a dream in this episode. Didn't? Yeah. And we so had a like, dream in every other one. Yes, we've had a dream in every other episode. And so the fact that we didn't have one in this one, and Ares is the nap. one. Man's Ares is the one. Ares is the one saying that, you know, telling the story of Kronos, I like that they didn't put a dream sequence in here because that would be too easy for show watchers and not book readers for them to put together that that's Kronos. That would be too easy for them to put together if there was a dream sequence in this Oh, that Kronos was the one who's, um... In the dreams. Right. Yes, it's Yeah. It would be too easy for them to be put for them that's to put spoiler, together. Guys. <laughs> so that's why there wasn't one in here. That's my like the way that I'm seeing. No, I hear. And I was like, ooh. Not gonna lie. Even good. after the rewatch, I forgot that that's what they were talking about. <laughs> 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 Are you lucky? I take notes. I was too busy focusing on um, when I think of the diner scene. I'm just thinking of Grover talking him in circles and getting him to confess things accidentally. Yeah, he was such a slay. Yeah, and then. 
Yeah, so then Ares lays out the side quest and they're like, why would we do this? And he's like, I'll give you transport. They're like, fuck, okay, shit. They're like, do you really need it? And yeah, this is the first, like, side quest that we've been on that feels like a side quest. Because and it it's also actually feels beneficial. demanded by a god. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it actually feels beneficial to the quest takers. Yeah. Like, to the trio. Because the other quote-unquote side quests that we've been on, Medusa and the Kid and Chimera, <laughs> well, they've been more like escapes yeah, rather than, you know... Choices that they've made. Exactly. Intentionally, they've been like spur-of-the-moment survival instincts. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this one is like, well, we have no other choice. We have to do this thing for this god. So it's the first one that actually feels like a side quest. Yeah. Well, Which is cool. a hostage behind. <laughs> yeah. But it's also because it, it feels like a side quest because we have a directive in mind. You have to get the shield. That's how you get your friend back because guess what? I'm going to keep him in the diner as collateral like he's a watch or like a phone because you forgot your wallet when you were buying fuel so now you have to go home and get it but you have to leave your license or your phone here as collateral so then you can come back yeah. pay for your fuel. America AKA collect grower. <laughs> yeah, because you have to pay beforehand in America. That's weird. That is weird. How do you know how much? Exactly. How do you fill up a tank properly if you don't know the exact amount that it goes up to? Exactly. Maybe. I guess the honor system? I don't know. Either that or they have people that pump it for you. Okay. Yeah. I guess more jobs for people that Not at every place, though. Oh. Yeah. Still. Yeah. <laughs> we do it ourselves. So, yeah. I love that they We're that he is, like, demanding to keep... Grover as collateral and then he's like if I get tired of it I'm gonna kill all three of you rah 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 and Grover's just there like fucking bullshit I call bullshit no you're not if you wanted to kill us we'd be dead by now and Percy's like ha ha oh fucking bitch <laughs> that's my best friend it's <laughs> <Literally, laughs> <Literally>. you <laughs> cause then Ares is there like yeah that's true <laughs> I really want my shield back <laughs> he's currently like, these the only demigods on loan so he's basically like I want my bracelet back you <laughs> what it is like when he holds it up it looks tiny against him yeah. I was like that shield's doing jack shit it's a bracelet yeah so but I just love that again Grover is the one to be reading this scenario I actually really like Grover's character it. like when was the first time I read this scenario with the whole like underlying oh you mean earlier in the episode yeah yeah, 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 yeah. the previous episode sorry continue yes but I, I love Grover's characterization I love Grover in the books as like nervous little eats cans in the corner because he can't <laughs> socialize I love that version of Grover but I also really like this version of Grover yeah who's just like no I really want my searcher's license and to get my searcher's license I really need to show that I am improving on this quest and that I'm keeping everybody yeah. on track and that we're getting to where we need and to be and the whole point yeah, is you that know? he is emotionally intelligent. Exactly. Extremely. And so I really... Oh, oh my god, that's so true. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Completely didn't even think about it. But so I love this characterization of Grover in that he's, like, actively contributing and actively trying to solve things. The thing that he's I not don't... not chaperone. Yeah. Yeah. The other side of that coin that I don't like is that that's taking away from Annabeth's characterization. True! Because Annabeth's characterization so far has been, she's smart, she's smart, she's smart, but that's all we're told, we don't see it. Yeah. All I've seen her be at the moment is a nerd. What of my gripes? <laughs> but not exactly, like, input okay. or output that into anything, you know? Well, yeah, then they leave on their on their little side quest, Annabeth and Percy, and we get our first alone moments of Annabeth and Percy, and Percy is awkwardly trying to be like, hey, we're chatting, you know, like that kind of thing, and Annabeth's just there like, I am in observation mode. I am searching everything in my 
surroundings and I'm making sure that we are safe. You know, that's what she's doing. And Percy's just there like, very like, you ever seen a movie? <laughs> Join in, what are you doing? I am. I don't have any more notes for that. <laughs> you want to see a movie? <laughs> the movie bit? Of course you did. What did I say? When they're talking about going to see a movie? Yeah, I was... That's probably why they wanted to go see Kung Fu Panda and he thought it was such a significant date <laughs> in the future. It's adorable. When do they go and see that, though? In the third book. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was in at the beginning of the second one. No, because that's when it, it's in the third one when he meets Rachel Elizabeth Dare. And Rachel interrupts them, so he's about to go on his date. No, because in the first one, he sorry, in the second one, that's when he meets Tyson. And he just happens to bump into them. <laughs> No, wasn't she... Oh, wait, no, she was following him in the second one. I think so. No, because I know that it's in like, the third wow, one. Shattered, it's, it's in the It's in the third one the, at the beginning because that's when Rachel comes in. And he's so... Well, they don't meet Rachel until... They meet them at the beginning of the book when he's doing the school tour. The third tour, one. The third one. When he's doing the school tour. That's the fourth one, bitch. He meets Rachel in the... Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> what am I thinking of? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Getting my days mixed up. So I was like, technically they're having a school tour at the beginning of the third one. Well, then, but that's what the military school. That's what the beginning of. Oh, Talia. Wait. Hang on. Yes. When does he go on a date? <laughs> this is so confusing. Uh, that's what I was asking you. So much blushing. Going I'm assuming on. between books three and four. Surely. Man, that's so far away. Yeah. Take this girl on a date. That's like. Two and a half years away. But yeah, I just Whoa, love how, yeah. like, literally in the show, he's like, well, when we finish this quick, we gotta fix that. I'm like, oh, the riz. <laughs> the riz on this kid who allowed him. <laughs> yeah. And so then they make it to, you know, the front gate. And Percy's like, what kind of theme park is this? And she's like, it's a fun park. Obviously for someone's amusement. Because he gets stuck in the little mechanism. Because she's <laughs> like, stop moving. Oh my god, stop, freeze. And he's like, oh my god, what? I'm going to die here. You said this morning someone's going to die. It's going to be me. I'm going to die. Fuck. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> funny. That the situation is that no ADHD kid would have slowly walked through that thing. They would have barged right in. I would have. I would be like, those things would have come down and gone up too quickly for anyone to notice. Yeah. Like, I probably would have just been like, oh, well, that could have killed me really quick. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> wow, shit. <laughs> really? But yeah, it was such like a weird little mechanism that Annabeth was like looking at because I didn't really understand how that thing that was turning that literally just looked like the inside of a lock I yeah. didn't understand how she thought that was a weapon. Yeah. Or if it was literally just the fact that she was like, it's made of celestial bronze, which can kill <laughs> us. But it's also like confusing because that's the only material the gods work with. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's made of bronze. Fuck. <laughs> well, see, well, that was a great example. I was like, here's... Oh, and she figured out what it was before per- before telling Percy to move again, therefore showing And he's us- just so stressed immediately, because he's like, that's fascinating! What is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> he stresses out. Yeah, but I just, I was like, I want her to show, yeah, her smart side in action, not, ever, not in just words. So yeah, I was like, oh, she figured out the puzzle. Here we go, let's elaborate on that, and let's get her to do more, you know, take charge and do smarter things and, you know, show wisdom or what I don't know. Yeah. 
and then once again, nothing really thinks... happened apart from her nerding out, and it was just an overhyped headcount machine. That's <laughs> all it was. Just, yeah, I just think they've like watered down her character, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no. I'm, I'm I'm holding out. I saw this thing the other day that was like how to not criticize something that you're watching or reading if it's based on something else or to make sure that you're not criticizing based on your own biases and it was it was basically a whole post that was like don't compare it to something that it could have been you have to criticize it on what it is and so like if we're t- it's hard because we're talking about an adaptation, so yeah. our brains immediately go to it's not like that book. <laughs> but so like viewing it as a new piece, exactly. Yeah. And so I've seen a lot of TikToks now that are like, guys, this is a this is like if Rick was going to rewrite the books, this is what it would be. And so like it's it's like a new like it's like a multiverse version of Percy Jackson. We've got the musical, we've got the movies, we've got the books, and now we've got the TV show. Each one is different in their own way, and they're adding separate things to the story, which I think is really interesting. And so like I'm I just I want to see where Annabeth's character goes because I have a feeling now that it's going to be the same as Percy's power thing that they're going to slowly build up to it. So at the moment she's still in her like small 12 year old I'm just fascinated by things that are like machines and things mm-hmm. that are made of like that use maths and I'm fascinated by these really geeky things but I haven't learned how to use my big girl megamind brain yet and I'm <laughs> gonna get there because she's still only 12 yeah. whereas we have in our heads she was fucking head counselor at 12 because she was like fuck everybody sit down I'm in charge now <laughs> like that's what we have in our heads yeah but she wasn't that character at Camp Half-Blood in the show she wasn't that like be all end all voice of reason overseeing everything shadow of Chiron she was not that at all she was a fucking weirdo stalker kid who was like oh my god a chance for a new quest like she has a one track mind right now you know <laughs> and so I'm big time. literally and so like the fact that she didn't like volunteer for the quest because she was like she did in the book because in the book it was very clear that she wanted the pride and she wanted, like, all of this stuff that came with it and the fact that she wanted to be challenged and she wanted to be tested because she's been at camp so long, not the case in the show, because in the show it's a round robin, here's all the people you can choose from, who do you want? And Percy literally only chose based on the, she would sacrifice my life. (laughs) She would push me on a cliff. Yeah, and so, like, their characterizations are different and so I'm wondering when or what the, 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 like, timeline is going to be between us being hearing she's smart she's smart she's smart she can do all this and actually seeing it i yes would have thought that it would happen by now and especially because she's had this chance in this episode to make it happen Mm. but you know just the fact that we're not there yet i'm like ooh, something bigger is coming i'm just i want to you know it's just it's it's just it's, it's simmering right now, you know? Well, it's, it's not started cooking yet. Oh We're cooking with heat! Because <laughs> we've now seen Grover do something. We've seen Percy do, as in, like, do something distinctly Grover. Yeah. We've, do something dis- we've seen Percy do something distinctly Percy a couple times. We've seen <laughs> Annabeth do something distinctly Annabeth. And I'm yeah. like, mm. Yeah. I want to see her, like, take down an army all on her own. <laughs> yeah. The do only that. thing that we've really seen her do that's, like, distinctly Annabeth so far is the conversation with Electo on the bus, where, where you know, yeah. the Fury is, like, And throwing the dagger. That. That's it. Exactly. Like, so, like, that episode was really good for Annabeth. Yeah. Well, especially the beginning of the Medusa episode because of the whole, like, Talia Tree conversation and then sitting on the bus and then mm. her, like, little 
show of like I want to be in charge and you know no questions asked like that that's is very, so Annabeth yeah I that's love such it. a different Annabeth to the one we have now yeah. and the reason that it now makes sense to see that little like character shift from her makes sense with the speech that she gives at the end of this yeah, she episode. she doesn't want to be like that anymore. Yeah, and so, like, she's very different from I book like Annabeth, but not in a bad way. Yeah. It's just, like, it, it's interesting to see because in our heads we're definitely, like, oh my god, she has to be, like, still infatuated by Luke, and the one in the show is, like, you kind of get the impression she really couldn't give a fuck about Luke. She could not give two shits. Whereas <laughs> Luke is, like, my little sister. <laughs> and I'm, like, <laughs> like do your job. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to talk about all of the Perseverance stuff in the next episode because I think this is as much as we can fit into this one <laughs> now. So lucky us, we get to split this into two and we get a whole episode about the thrill ride of love. Just the fact that there was 11 pages of notes. <laughs> Shush, I was having fun. Damn. I was having so much fun, dude. <laughs> It was really good. Anyways, so yeah, come back next week or the next episode. I was just saying, follow release. us into the thrill ride of love because I have things to say. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Anyways, yeah. Don't hurt me. If you want to no. uh, send us an email, then we are dancenackerpod at outlook.com. Yes, if you want do. to find us on the Instagrams or the Twitters, then we are at dancenackerpod. And if you want to find us on the Instagram, on the TikTok, I mean, then we are katie.dancenackerpod. And if you want to find our personal stuff, where is it, Joe? It is linked below. So is the Google form to join us for an episode of Passive Hades. Spaces are filling up. We only have a couple left. Really? Um, yeah. Probably so, not. like, send me a message it's once you fill it out. Book. And, like, I'll put you in the schedule. Sketchy, sketchy that we haven't organized yet. <laughs> Yay! Um, yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm so looking forward to talking about Perseverance next episode. Slay! Love yeah. that for us. Okay, bye! Bye! Bam, 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 b